0: I am unashamed. What about you? So we are uh, we are minus Jace uh, yet again. We send him off to Greece. Oh, Jace is a hard, <laughs> hard man to track <laughs> for stories and such. Actually, he's uh, he's vi- he and Missy are visiting our work that we've talked about on the podcast for th- in Athens with Larry Bowles, which is an incredible ministry. I mean, these people are. They're winning them by the thousands. Oh, yeah. People have been coming out of mostly Syria, Afghanistan. Turkey. Turkey. uh, You know, it's fleeing this, you know, sort of inner Muslim struggles. Yeah. Because these are basically Muslims running from Muslims. Yeah. So they're getting down here to Athens. They're trying to build a better life in, you know, the Western world. And a lot of them are coming with stories of visions of, you know, some person. They don't know who it is, you know, and, you know, is it Jesus? Is it whatever? I mean, we've been hearing a lot of crazy stories. And, uh, so Larry and his crew are there. Well, like any place, these are all refugees. So some of them have been converted, uh, from Iran and other Muslim nations. So they've been piping in back into their home countries, Mm -hmm. the gospel and the good news. Of course, you know, it's under threat and penalty of death to, to be a Christian, but they're doing it anyway. You know, they're in fact that it reminds me a lot of what we've been studying. Oh yeah. You know, from first century, this is people that found it, but a, a lot of heavy oppression and persecution just to speak truth. So that's, that's kind of what's going on in Athens. So Jason and Missy have gone over with Ryan, who's been on the podcast who is our one kingdom director. So we were telling you about the t-shirts we were selling on three sixteen T's for the, for the gospel they get the gospel symbols on them um that's exactly what all all the proceeds from that go to the mission works just like this so that's kind of that keeps us focused so jay's started to come back with uh, a lot of stories i'm sure there's no telling what's happened to him
1: uh, he, he'll probably start in athens but corinth is just below there yep and he may visit them so he's there to work with the missionaries that's there?
0: Yeah, he's there just to, you know, we try to get over there every three or four years and just kind of give them some encouragement. You know, you're, you're trying to just remind them that there's people supportive of what they're doing. Yeah. And so this is kind of one of those kind of trips. And so Robert Abels and and Ryan Lee went with him, and he and Missy. So I think he'll be excited about it. I can't wait to hear all of his tales. So next week on the podcast, I'm sure we'll get a lot of that. So that's why Jay's sitting here. So it's just Ad and I today. Um, but we we had a question that I wanted to start with, because I thought it was a pretty good one, Dad. This is uh, from David, one of our listeners. And he said, uh, I've always been confused by the term, he became sin. And he said, referring to Jesus, that is, can you guys discuss what this means? And so I, I referenced 2 Corinthians 5.21, which is, of course, the text that actually says it. And uh, that, that text says, God made him Jesus, who had no sin, he was sinless, yep. to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And so I guess what David's struggling with is how does, how does he who is sinless become sin? What's kind of the process, I think, is probably what's confusing him of what that might be like. So what what
1: would your answer be to that? Well, I would just simply say... <clears throat> God prepared the way for himself to be the ultimate sacrifice for sin. Right. So, he, and, and he had them to show that they were sinners, to remind them they were sinners. He fixed it so that they would go get some animals and something innocent was having to die for some, something that's guilty. Right. So the Hebrew writer said they were guilty as charged, and they, although the sacrifices of animals, the law required them. The law of Moses, it simply reminded them. But there was going to come a time when you get to Jesus, to where he was the only one worthy. That's God's view of sin. It's it's a killer. It is. I mean, it, it is a it is a death sentence.
0: And so, just just so you'll understand in context of from the Israeli Jewish mindset, so once a year the high priest would go into the Most Holy Place. He he was the only one that was allowed in there, and he That's could right. only go in once a year. That's right. And what he would do is he would take a a lamb as as spotless as could be found. I mean, yep. no nothing wrong with it. No 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 places on him no broken bones no I mean he had to be a perfect as perfect as a lamb specimen could get and he sacrificed the lamb for the sins of the people but we know from Hebrews 10 that that couldn't really take away sin it was just symbolic that's right so what he also did this is something most people don't know about they also brought a goat in he was called the scapegoat and they would take yep. this goat and they would turn him loose out in the desert and the idea was is that you know the the sins that could not be taken away by the lamb that was sacrificed were put on this goat to go out and wander still alive, yep. still out there, but just away from the people. So you kind of see the idea get here. rid of the sin, right? So that uh, was kind of the mindset.
1: And when he was when when they were under the law of Moses, the Hebrew writer said, "The Lord is sworn and not and, and will not change His mind. You are a priest forever," which. Because of this oath, Jesus had become the guarantee of a better covenant. There were many of those priests, the ones you're referring to, Al, since death prevented them from continuing in office, which was a bummer. But because Jesus lives forever, watch how this works. He has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Right. Way, 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 way bigger event than the animals. Right. This is a forever filling for the human race. Such a high priest meets our need, uh, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners. He never made a mistake, Al. Right exalted above the heavens, unlike the other priest, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. I mean, the good news is this sacrifice didn't have any sins. Correct. And so from that vantage, he sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. Right. That's the reason... The brother may be struggling with the fact that how did he become sin? Right. He lives forever, never made a mistake, died on a cross. Three days later, he's a he he arose from the dead. So you look at that. He ends it up by saying the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the oath which came after the law appointed the son who had been made perfect forever. Right. And through him we can reach a perfect stage in front of god because of jesus and the sins he he became sin for us so he could take it away right and since he lives forever you said that's a lot better deal than the law keepers had right. way better cuz they were just pushing it forward keep it or die
0: was the law of Moses they were pushing it forward until jesus came so let me read you this passage uh, david this will help this is from isaiah 53 And we know this is Isaiah giving us a prophetic look at Jesus coming. This is about 700
1: or so years. About 750 years before.
0: Yeah. And uh, so they've been doing all this, the lamb every year, the goat every year. And here's what he said about this one who was going to come. In verse 4, Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. That's the idea of him taking that sin out. But yep. he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, yep. and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. That's why I was telling you he, in essence, is that lamb. But because yep. he's God, it's forever. Yep. And as a sheep before her shears is silent, he did not open his mouth. So th- that's the concept and the idea that at the cross, you're doing uh, what was happening in the holy, pl- the most holy place once a year. But this was a once for all fix. Yep. Right. Hebrews 9, 28 says. That's why
1: it it took so much preparation on behalf of Jesus. When he arrived, being made in human likeness like a regular human being, they looked up, and here comes a carpenter of all things. Yeah. Coming out of a place that they said, he's from where? Where did he come from? So they're looking at him. And and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all have the same narrative that Jesus waits and until we hit about Matthew 16, no announcement has been made to clarify who he is up to up to now. Right. Up to that point. And finally, when he gets to the point where everything's gonna change, it's when he said, From that time on. He began to explain, it, it mentions the kingdom just previous to that, Peter having the keys to the gate that's going to be opened up in Acts chapter 2. Finally, we have Jesus who remove the sins. You kill the author of life. By you murdering him, that's going to remove your sin, including the murder. And they're like, we killed him, and by him dying, it's going to save us in that sense he became he was going to become sin for them right who of you can can prove me guilty of sin right and they all scratch their head but they still were just dug dug in their heels from that time on when we get to Matthew 16 Jesus began to explain to his disciples now he's going to say this is what I'm going to do I must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, that he must be killed, that's me, and on the third day be raised to life. Now Peter, even his own disciples, are saying, what in the world are you talking about? So it was a hard sale, Al. Then, and uh, as you've noticed, Al, in lieu of the the, uh, parable of the sower, it's still a hard sale. That's right. You tell people, and I see exactly what the parable of the sower says. Some are belligerent. They curse me. Yeah. Sometimes I just have the Bible in my hand and go to a place like a rehab to help them. And when they look around and see me, I've had them just snarl and curse me like a yard dog. I mean, you no good, me They're cussing me, and I'm just standing there. I said, why don't we sit down for a while? And they're like, what? I said, why don't we just sit down and talk about it for a while? I've seen them come to Jesus. I've seen some wild events oh, yeah. about the same message that the Apostle Paul and them ran into. But when you become sin for the world now, yep. and then you die and three days later you're standing there, that's an eye-opener for me. <laughs> that's right.
0: When you got to understand, Jesus, when he says he took on our sin, Remember, he he became one of us. Yeah. He's God, but he's God in flesh. So Hebrews 2 9 says we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, meaning he became a human being. Yep. Now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Yeah. Which is really interesting. I and mean, you see the broadness oh. of, of what he did for all humanity. And that becomes a big difference. Uh, It is
1: literally for the entire world, right?
0: Because he says in bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. So you got to understand Jesus was the vehicle by which we could then be rid of sin
1: and also our fear of death. I mean, it had to come through the one. Yeah. And there's a eye opener too, when he said he too shared and their huma- humanity, so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were found, were, were felt guilty because of their sin. Right. You're like, man, man, it's it finally the cleansing. I think uh, if you read Habakkuk 1, 1 through 5. Well, you don't get a Habakkuk quote very not often not too that's, often that's but it's, a do, it's it's a doozy <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good going time deep into the I deep into the, the before we came over here <laughs> look uh, here's where it said it take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you it said you, you folks better now look this is after jesus died was buried and raised from the dead and the arguing and the yeah 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 is still going on and finally the apostle paul he mentions that he said look you scoffers he quotes Habakkuk wonder and perish, trying to figure out what's just happened.
0: Hang on, Dad. I'm going...
1: Hang on Dad. Let's take a break.
0: So recently I had a, one of our listeners, Dad, that was having some marriage issues and was reached out to me wondering if Lisa and I were doing marriage counseling. With it. At one point in our ministry, and we were here locally and here all the time, we would we'd, we'd meet with people even though we're not officially trained. So I had to tell her that because of our schedule, we just couldn't do it. And so I told her about uh, one of our our sponsors, which is a a group called Faithful Counseling. And what I love about what they're doing is they're going online to offer their you know services to be able to help people. Because a lot of times you just you know like this woman, it's hard to find somebody. You don't know your area. You don't know who a Christian counselor is, and so. Uh, these guys are, are are really good. Everything you share is confidential. They have over 3,000 licensed therapists across the 50 states. They can do text, chat, phone, video, and they can do this worldwide. So it's it's really a great idea. It's kind of what we're doing with the podcast. I mean, it just kind of puts us out there. It's faith-based. It's affordable. It's professional. So, uh, you know, if, if you need these guys or if this is, a, you know, something you want to look into, uh, Unashamed listeners are going to get 10% off your first month from our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. So check them out, faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. You're going to fit out a questionnaire. You're going to help you assess your needs, and you're going to get matched with a counselor that you'll love. It's faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed.
1: For I'm going to do something in your days. He's talking about Jesus dying, being buried, and raised from the dead. He just mentioned it at the top. They took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. This, by the way, you listeners, that's, this is Acts 13 after Jesus has died. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he was seen to those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. they are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news. It's happened. So Habakkuk he announced it in advance. He said, "I'm going to do something in your days, which we're reading about in the Book of Matthew, that would never that you would never believe, even if someone told you." <laughs> so the Apostle Paul is just saying now, "This is a hard sell on what's happened here." Right. But if you just look deeply into the Scriptures and you seek to find out how you get out of here alive because of your sin. You say, all solved. The perfect one came and died on a cross. You say, the blood, then the resurrection, now the mediating work, constant mediating work, not holding any sin against you. Your past ones are removed. Your future ones are not counted against you. You're in a state of perfection because you're in Jesus. Right. There's no sin in him. That's where you need to get. Right. So he's the only one. He's, uh, well, he says, I rescued him. Uh, he, it was a rescue of all rescues. So, but it's a tough sell then and now to this day. They're saying, get that Bible out of my face. I said, he's going to save you from death. He's become sin for you. He's going to remove your sin. Never count another one against you. Just trust him. Love him, reach out to your neighbor and tell him trouble's going to come your way, but suck it up. You know
0: it was actually the same problem today <clears throat> as it was in the first century. Exactly, it was too good to be true. Too good. It, it to be seemed true. too good to be true. I mean, this here—they're looking at this
1: guy. He's he's local. He's he's from you know Nazareth. By the way, on that point, when I was converted, and William H. Smith. Pointed me to Jesus and preach the gospel. You know what my response was, my initial response? It sounds too good to be true. That was my statement. Mm-hmm. I said, I've got to double-check this. Right. After he told me, I said, I've never heard anything like this. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to double-check this to make sure that the Bible and what you're telling me, haw, make sure they're, <laughs> they're on the same. So... I said, I said, give me a few days. Geehaw is
0: a redneck term for goes together, by the yeah, way, for our yeah. listeners. So, just so you know what a Geehaw is.
1: So, I, <laughs> but I said going in, it sounds too good to be true. And the more I researched this, I said, well, what do you know? I believe it. Yeah. Well, that was 48, 50 years ago. Right. So, here we sit. Yeah. And I'm like, now I am really convinced. Of, <laughs> After years of studying it. Hey. The older I get, the more convinced
0: I become, Al. So uh, just to wrap that question up, um, 2 Corinthians 5.21, we read Isaiah 53. He, I'm just going to give you a few verses because I know a lot of you like to study this out. Hebrews 9.28, Galatians 3.13, Hebrews 2, nine, which I read, First Peter 2.24. Don't forget old Habakkuk. Habakkuk.
1: What was that Habakkuk? What was your verse? Do you yes. Hear? Chapter one, one through five, one through five. Look, you scoffers wonder and perish. Yeah. I mean, you want to scoff? Well, I know this is going to shake your brains a little bit, but you will perish if you don't move on it. So all
0: these verses basically are at the heart. And it's actually a great question because that's why I want to discuss it at the heart of what Jesus did dealing with our sin was was you know and our fear of death i mean those two nope. things are the major things that had to be dealt with a human being cannot deal
1: with either one of those problems there's nothing you can do they they conveniently forget or until their eyes are opened and they they fear god and they do it his way he saved us from sin he removed he became sin for us and removed it by his death and his resurrection he saved us from from the guilt of it all. So he's he he released us from Satan. Right. Sin, guilt, law. He delivered us from having to be perfect, sinless, right, because of his mediating work for us. And finally, he freed us from the grave itself. So it's a clean sweep. Yes, Winner right. take all.
0: Yes, right. So, and and back to Matthew uh, 13, which is where we're at in our text, and then we'll be moving on to 14, but this is kind of the tail end of what started back in, I guess, chapter 11, Yep. when John the Baptist, you know, first kind of questioned, are you sure? You know, he, I mean, he's in prison. So we're going to talk about him in fourteen. But then there's all these cities that come along. The Pharisees, then they start questioning about the Sabbath. And as you remarked in the last podcast, one of the last podcasts, for the first time we see that they want to kill him. Now up until now, we just don't understand him. Now all of a sudden we're plotting to kill him. We need to get rid of him. That's right. We we have crossed over now into opposition. When you start figuring out out a way to get rid of
1: the one who's saying he will remove my sin and raise me from the dead, you say what? So Jesus, by the time we get to Matthew 16, makes a, the wildest announcement ever. By the way, so far I've just been telling you how to behave, how the kingdom's going to function, how it's going to work. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm going to die, be buried, and raised from the dead. And from that moment on, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, he's introduced to all four groups and all four men report that, and you say, why would they keep saying the same thing over and over again? Because you can look at Matthew when Jesus was born out of the virgin, start there, right. and start listening to what he said. Well, now we're fixing to get into what he did, right? what he's now doing, right. and what he will do. So it's a, it's a crossover once he said, I'm going to die. Because even his disciples were looking around at each other saying, he's going to do what? Yeah. They, 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 they couldn't grasp it.
0: No, and, and they couldn't really understand the whole idea that he was becoming the Passover lamb, the sacrificial lamb. I mean, all that he had been saying, but
1: they just didn't quite grasp it. Plus, if you were going to get someone's attention out that had lasting effects, you would begin to do supernatural things just easily and the people that's with you are saying did you see that yeah it's a grooming it's getting ready that's right look he hasn't announced he's going to die yet but he's performing these miracles and you're like whoa well he finally gets to the last miracle when he says here's the deal here they're going to kill me in three days i'm going to come forth from the dead when he said that that's what everything hinges on yeah everything
0: well, and so my theory is that right before you get to thirteen, even his family doesn't understand his nope. own physical family. Yep. I mean, you know, Mary knew he was something special, but no the, one understands. The brothers and the sisters are like, eh, I don't know. You know, they, he's he's our you know he's our big brother. So when you get to thirteen, my theory is the reason he began to talk and speak and teach in parables was because now that we have this opposition lined up against him. He now is going to begin to speak to only those who are willing to seek Him for yep. who He is. If you don't, if you don't understand Him, you're not going to understand any of this. That's right. So when He starts into the kingdom is light, the kingdom is light, the kingdom is light, He's now giving them something they have to dig into because the disciples were curious. So He starts out with the sower. We talked about this last time. Then He goes to the weeds, which is the idea that there will be satanic forces that grow up with the good, but God's going to separate them out. Then he talks about the mustard seed and the yeast, which is the idea of something small grows. Yep. So the kingdom is like that because it starts very small. Think about it. I mean, it was just a little startup operation in the first century. You had the Romans against them. You had the, the Jews against
1: them. Most people would say, I mean, nobody will pull this off. That's right. I mean, no way.
0: So the idea of a mustard seed and yeast in a big batch of dough is, is, is the concept. Let's yep. take another break. So uh, one of my favorite sponsors is a group called Bespoke Post. And they send what they call a box of awesome. Uh, they're a small business. Uh, they bring you s- sort of goods every month. And it's kind of like a little surprise for me. So I brought a couple of them to show if you're watching the podcast. Check this out. Uh I mean, that's quite the weapon there. Whoop. I mean, it's a machete, but it's kind of made Japanese style. This is something you might get in one of your uh, boxes. Here was another one, which I thought was interesting. It's a little fishing setup. You got your monofilament line here. You know, inside, you got your bait. You got your different things like that. So, you know, if you're out there, you're camping, you you know want to get out there and do a little fishing, but you didn't bring your fishing rod. So things like this, things that you're into is what they're going to send you. So you go to boxofawesome.com. You're going to take a quiz, and they're going to find out exactly what you like. And then it's free to sign up. You can skip a month. You can cancel any time. Each box costs 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear. So it's just like my... Japanese style machete that I like so much Um, each box of awesome you're supporting a small business 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up and coming brand so check these guys out so you get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code Phil at checkout that's boxofawesome.com code Phil for 20% off your first box I think that's why he did that. Cause you look in verse 34 out of 13 Says Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. Now this is new. He's not, you know, before he was just saying the kingdom of heaven is near repent. Now he's only using parables. And it says in verse 35, so was fulfilled what the, what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Yeah. I thought that yep. was really interesting because there had been these clues all throughout, you know, human history and Jewish history. And yet now he was here and they didn't want to accept it. Yep. So he starts speaking in parables. So then he explains the parable of the weeds, you know, to the disciples. So now we're getting these, cause they come to him and they say, Whoa, what are you talking about? Then he does the hidden treasure and the pearl and the net. And again, all those are ideas that this is something you find,
1: when you look. You know, if you go out in a field. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, the Hebrew writer did, because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that it rewards those who earnestly seek him. Right. If you speak in parables, you say, the ones on the uh, hanging on the fence over there, Al, that's on the fence. Right. It, it's a separation, pretty quick develops. Right. Do you believe me or not? You've seen the miracles. You've seen the supernatural. You hear what I'm telling you. You know it's right. What, what What's your hold up? That's right. And and some were so ingrained. The most religious people on the face right. of the earth said, we need to kill him. That's exactly right. So look at how he closes this out. Dad. That's if, the
0: power of sin. Look at verse 52. He asked, well, for 51, he asked the disciples, do you understand this? And they said, yes. Then he said to them, listen to this. Therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven, which he just did it, yep. is like the owner of a house. He gives him another parable. The owner of the house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Yeah. So the guy who's willing to understand that you've known it all along. Remember, the treasure is in your house. You've known this the whole time. And are you willing to now recognize the treasure? That's the question. For most, the answer was no.
1: He came to his own, and his own received him
0: not. Exactly. They said no. Which is the next section. Which, you know, that was the ultimate diss, right, Dad? I mean, the, his own hometown, they were like, so here's what
1: they said. And by the way, in deference to the Jews, uh, our, our, our Jewish uh, folks through whom Jesus came, uh, to this day they've dug in their heels and they're still waiting on their Messiah.
0: Yeah.
1: The majority exactly right. of the Jews are still waiting right. on the one who has already come right. and delivered them. Right. Well, and I've
0: always, you know, I, this
1: this last... That's a sad, sad, <laughs>
0: sad statement, I, I must admit. Me too. And, and, of course, this whole section to me has been about opposition, and it closes with the idea that even in his hometown, which I kind of can relate to this because, you know, we were... We moved to West Monroe, and I was 10 years old when we first moved. We were 11 when we moved out here. And so, of course, that's when you came to Christ. And so we were a part of our church at WFR. So I grew up there as a, as a kid and then as a teenager. Then I wandered off as a prodigal, and then we came back. I wound up going to school, and I wound up preaching there. So I get the idea that it's not always easy in your hometown for people to want to listen to you because they, they know you so well. So the, their question about Jesus was, where did he get this wisdom and these powers? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And then the key, and they took offense at him. So
1: they looked at it and said, I mean, this guy's nothing special. We know his family. That whole section, Al, when you get to the end of chapter 13, only in his hometown and in his own house as a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. That's right. If if the supernatural uh, events that occurred, actions that he did, if that didn't do it, Al, what, what can they say?
0: But doesn't that uh, seem counterintuitive? Because from the human mindset, you would think, well, if they don't have a lot of faith, show let's me, do more miracles. Yeah, show me a miracle. Right.
1: Let's do more. You say, well, how many do you want? And then he did this over and over and over and over and over. Heal the sick, That's the right. blind, and the They walking. wouldn't believe he was who, who he was. Like, so that tells you
0: something about miracles themselves. That's right. Unless they're combined with true faith, they're they're not very effective. No. Because then people just, they've seen it and they say, well, I don't know how he got this power. It didn't work here. Right. But how is it that you, for most people, that you deny that he had miraculous powers? Because they said, where do you get these miraculous powers? So you don't deny it. But then you look at him and say, but you know what? I'm taking offense at this guy because he's just not big enough for me. Yeah. That's the way they reacted to it.
1: Yeah. That's a terrible place to be. Was, they were thinking of him being a king, but they're he not, doesn't act like any king I've ever run up on. That's exactly right. So, So now
0: we shift into, as you said, everything's leading up to Matthew 16. Yep. And so this section in 14 and 15 and the first part of 16, I believe, is Jesus sort of solidifying the faith of his followers. That's what he's going to do leading up to the, I call it the big reveal, which is what you're going to preach on November 7th at at WFR. So leading up to that, some things happen. But I I want you to notice how every one of them are something that builds up the faith of the disciples. And the first one doesn't seem like it would, because this tells how John the Baptist met his end. Remember, he's in prison, and then he hears about Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and then he sends word through his disciples. Now, are you, are you the one, or should we look for anybody else? Because yeah. like I'm here in jail, and I'm not sure about this. So at the time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus. So he had heard about it too, and he said to his attendants, "This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead." This is why Morocco's powers or at work in him. So he even recognized something special about John. Oh, yeah. And yet, because he had called him out about his adulterous relationships, he put him in prison. Now, Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered him a prophet. Which, by the way, that's the same
1: way Jesus gets the same reaction from all the spiritual leaders. And, and so do we. Right. When we challenge people and say, y- you can't just sleep with that girl and, and keep having sex with her. You need to marry her or get away from her. They say, what are you, doing?" I mean, they get a little huffy about it. Yep. But I just keep telling them the same thing. For the ones who say, all right, I'm going to marry her. I said, let's, let's do the ceremony short and quick. It's not a lot of fanfare. Right. It's just going to be legal. Right. Now you're married to her. All right, now get after it. Don't, you, have all the sex you want. She's yours.
0: Uh, don't you think. Let's take a break. So, Dad, what's your favorite cut of beef? What's your favorite steak these days? Tenderloin. Yeah, the tenderloin's hard to beat, isn't it? Tenderloin. Up the, up under the back, yeah, up under the back. You know, your meat they call it. The that's deer. right. That muscle doesn't get a lot of use, and that's so right. it's always really tender. Uh, well, one of our sponsors is a is a group called Good Ranchers, and one of the things that they do is they make sure that we get our grass fed beef that's right here in the United States. I didn't realize that eighty percent of grass fed beef that's sold in the U.S. is imported from overseas. Not that. You might not find some good beef, but I just soon have some good old American beef, you know, right here off our own ranchers, no doubt. So this group, they uh, they deliver American craft beef, and what they call better than organic chicken. They got T-bones, filet strips, burgers, a lot more. So you can, and this is very affordable. So something you can do. You can. Buy something direct from them or subscribe, and they'll send you stuff on a regular basis. So, check out goodranchers.com, save 20% on each box of their meats. Uh, Subscribing brings the cost down to less than $5 a meal, which is really good. Plus, right now, you're going to get an additional $20 off and free express shipping if you go to GoodRanchers.com fill and use the code or use the code fill. At checkout. So it's $20 off free express shipping at goodranchers.com slash fill. In this day and age, Al, it's a tough sale. Don't you think that when you call something hate speech, whenever you say the best thing to do is for a man and a woman, by the way, they're born, male and female, yeah, to marry one another, spend a life together, create a family. Build a legacy, have future generations of faith. When that's that's called hate speech in our culture. I know. And so we, boy the devil is <laughs> is he pulling one off. I on mean, he's pulling of one off here. Cause I always compare it to whenever the conversation you had with me when I was seventeen and and about to go off the rails, and you saw it, you and mom both, and you sat me down and said, Al, I mean, where you're headed, I've been. It's yep. disastrous. I mean, you yep. you don't want to do this. You don't want to leave. You stay here with us. T- turn it around, change. Yeah. But in my stubbornness, I was just like these people were reading about. I didn't see it. It was like I had to experience it myself. But look, I, I've said it would this. have
1: saved you quite the misery.
0: Oh, and I've said before, I tell this to audiences, Dad. I say, you no. Know, some of you would say, well, good night, man. That guy just did not care about his son. Challenged him like that change or leave yeah. what a what a concept and his dad is mean to oh, him Oh, hate uh, speech yeah. and i was like that's the most loving thing you could do that's a warning that you're about to go off the cliff that's not hate speech that's love speech yeah. i mean the only reason you tell people that and you, the kicker
1: well, is you can't make them no your own children you say wrong path you need to go down this one that's exactly right you show them the right path and you say and you wait right i mean a lot of people say well, how long do i have to wait you say Till they get be, it right. Be persistent and show them the goodness and love of God, our Savior, and uh, well, look, hopefully they'll
0: turn back. I tell people all the time. A lot of our audience asks because they'll have an erring son or daughter, someone that you know claims to be an atheist. All I, the time, I, I don't believe anymore. All I left time. my way. But look, you're you're right. It's great. It's, it's great uh, advice, Dad. Be patient. Keep yep. praying for them. Remember, I mean, if they've had truth at some point instilled in them. I think there's always a desire to want to come back. In my case, I was only gone a couple of years, and then I came back. But when they come back, you got to do it like you and Mom did with me. you got to welcome them with open arms and say, hey, the past is gone. Yep. We're only dealing with the future yep. going from this one.
1: So that's that idea and that yep. concept. I've had them stay away from Jesus from the time they heard the story about him for 30, 40 years, and they show back up and they say, I just want to tell you, I sat down with you one time, and I stayed mad at you for a while, you know, because of what you told me, but I just was going to do it my way. So I got out there. He said, what an idiot I have been rebelling against God. I just want to let you know I'm back, and I'm not moving now. That's good. I'm like, welcome aboard. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it when people come back. There was Oh, a, it's great. We got a, a email from a, a lady somewhere that said she had been involved the cult, as she described it when she was young. And she had a lot of terrible experiences in the name of God. A lot of bad yep. things happened to her. about, And so she was just bitter about it. But she started listening to the podcast, and I introduced her to Unashamed a few months ago. And she thanked us because she said, you guys have, I have so much peace now because you've reintroduced me to Jesus and that he's about grace and love and forgiveness. And so yep. for the first time, I have peace. And I think about that, all the people that have been hurt and wounded by who knows what. And who knows why, that really in Christ there really is rest, you know, yep. in him, which makes it pretty special. Yep. So so back to so back to John the Baptist, um, verse six of fourteen. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for them and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she wanted. So imagine he's got his own ken yeah out doing the sounds like a
1: commercial in between the football games (laughs) that's right exactly we got the dancing chicks jumping around (laughs) gyrating and i'm like i I said I I, can't get away i want to watch a ball game if i could (laughs) (laughs) but not without some
0: flesh right it's terrible so that's what's happening so prompted by her mother she said Give me on a platter the head of John the Baptist. Now, Ooh. out of all the things that he was expecting, maybe some gold, jewelry, maybe, you know, maybe a, a new castle. What a little girl she she is. Oh, yeah. And so the mom manipulates her. The king was distressed, but because of his oath and his dinner guest, he didn't want to be embarrassed. He ordered that her request be granted
1: and had John beheaded in prison. So that was it. Everybody needs to remember John the Baptist lives on. Yep. He lives on. Right. He's a child of the resurrection. That's right. His soul and spirit are in good hands. Uh his head will be reintroduced to his glorified body and he'll right. live on. It's not like these people been killed. Oh God, let them kill him. Hey, he he conquered death. Right. And the resurrection. Don't you
0: think that John Knew from an early age. Oh yeah. When he figured out he was the forerunner, that mm. it was probably not going to end well. I That's mean, right. he was too strong in his convictions. Right. It was probably not going to end well.
1: The Apostle Paul saw it coming. That's right. You know, Peter saw yep. it coming. Yep. yep. They all said, "When I when I'm getting ready for my departure, right? Uh, you know, it's coming up. Just right. add to your faith, goodness, and gentleness, and right. love each other, because I'm fixing to leave here. It's going to be pretty rough." Right, but but Jesus told me I, I I was going to die this way to glorify Him. Right, so I'm happy to do it.
0: You remember everybody in a close proximity of Jesus in the first century, except for John the Apostle, who was set aside to have this revelation later in life. All the rest of them died a martyr's death. That's I right, mean, including John the Baptist, who That's was right. before us. So Jesus came. It to looks die. like
1: a killing field, but it's uh, people receiving eternal life Correct. a mighty throng of them Correct. for the martyrs through the years that's, out. Right. that's right. and it's no different today no it's not and I think it shows by the way uh, you nature. or myself we could go out like that but that's okay with me yeah that's, that's fine me too and look it may happen in some places sure. it still happens yep. I mean it happens in some
0: of our cultures let's take our last break So I think the idea there is that this was really tough because we know in verse 13, when Jesus heard about what happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. So I think that shows you that even though Jesus obviously knew what was going to happen, I think it's the same thing he showed with Lazarus in, in John 11, that he had a real compassion. I mean, this was his cousin or some relative, and this was the forerunner, and it was like, in his in his humanity, I, I love the idea that he took a minute. He's like, you know, I'm gonna take a minute because John's gone now, and I'm not gonna see him again until in the glorified place. Yep. So I I love that about Jesus that he cared enough about him. He's you know he took a step back. Yep. You know, which kind of shows you what kind of Lord that we serve. Of course, it didn't matter. to The people hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns, so he couldn't get away. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. And so, what happens next is, and, and we talked about this
1: in John, is that the, gives you an idea of he wasn't talking about whose fault it was and nope. oh, I should have I hated that I put John the Baptist through this? And, uh, right. and he said, no, he's yep. he, he's alive, it's, he's well. Right. Tough, tough way to go. Yep, and he goes out to the out on the outside like us down here. We go to the woods. This, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. You know, send the crowds away so they can come to the village and buy themselves some food. So he starts talking about how he's fixed to feed 5,000 people but a little bit of nothing.
0: But don't you like it because the disciples just look at a practical situation and said, we got to send these people away. Yeah. But Jesus was looking at them totally different. Said, no. Yeah. So he says, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they're looking at it 5,000 men. I don't know how many women and Besides
1: children. Besides women and children. Exactly. It's, it's a mighty throng out there.
0: So they said, Well, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Yep. Which would have been enough
1: to feed the twelve. Satan's kind of ratcheting up the the price you pay for, for your faith, and Jesus is showing them it's worth it. Right. It's worth it. All of it's worth it. Right. Persecution, suck it up. Right. It's worth it.
0: Well, and my theory is about this miracle deck, because what he does is he sits down he takes them, he gives thanks and then he just he's sitting in a place imagine remember they're down below him and so you know he, he's just sending these this food is going out the disciples keep bringing food i'm not even sure the people knew where the food was coming from other than it just kept coming yeah and so i've always thought that this miracle
1: was much more for the 12 than it was even for the 5000 you take a bunch of hungry people uh when if, and I bet this was as fine a fish and bread as you could put your mouth oh, on. This was divine. Oh look! <laughs> oh, they're 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 picking the bones. They're picking. The, they're saying this this <laughs> fish. I don't know whether they were fried, or 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 grilled, or baked, Al. But it was a good meal. It was a good meal. <laughs> and you're right. It was. And so what it
0: showed you was that. And there's several. We're going to talk about several miracles. All that build up the faith of disciples. This first one showed his power over matter. Yeah, because remember the old law that matter cannot be created or destroyed, which is true yeah. by human beings. That's right. But if you were the creator, you could take five loaves of fit five loaves of bread and two fish, and turn that into a healthy, hearty meal. And it goes for 5, on thousand.
1: to walk on water. And he's not going down, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Here, which is elements in nature. I mean, he's got power over that. Yeah, you, th- you think you hurt the cause by murdering John the Baptist? Not hardly. No, they mar- march, march on. Power over death. What does it matter? Power over death. So it's interesting because
0: th- something Smith taught us years ago, which I thought was really powerful, because you know sometimes people paint a picture of what this looked like. So- the
1: disciples got in a bind there, Al, because. When, when they said, you know, we, we, he said, you give them something to eat. They're like, yeah. do what? And they said, you give them something to eat. And they looked at, at that crowd. They said, give them something to eat. We don't have a five loaves <laughs> bread and two fish. Right. That's right. I mean, look, what do you expect us to do? Feed them with that? Right. And to him, he said, well, let me just show them here. That's right. I mean, so what's interesting,
0: Dad, is you that, can't make that stuff up, Al. So they, they, they were, the, the disciples are sent, they're, they're delivering the food through all this mass of people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls
1: of broken pieces that were left over. By the way, I've eaten leftovers many a time, and some people do so and a little bit perturbed at it because they're eating what, what, uh, what 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 Miss k fixed yesterday, so we we go back in our leftovers. You got to remember, when times are hard and That's if you're right. hungry enough, you 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 don't mind eating leftovers. Right. So the leftovers in this case probably was better than the original right. meal. But remember, twelve baskets full. So
0: and this started with five loaves. So the idea is that Smith painted this picture for me. That he said, now we think of it like Americans, mm-hmm. like. You know, we see people after a feed, and there's a bunch of food left on their plate because yeah. they're full. They don't like that. Throw in trash can. He said that ain't the situation here. Yeah, these people didn't have a lot going on, so there wasn't a lot. look. The leftover was where he's breaking the bread, so it's all falling down at his feet. Oh yeah, with the bread and the fish, and they start scooping up all that food. So he's created this mass of food. Out of this small amount, so much so that they had,
1: the, like you said, the leftovers would have been better. And I guess, Al, well, it was cooked. Yeah. You're talking about a, it's just like way beyond the microwave. Yes, he right. is the microwave. <laughs>
0: the <laughs> divine microwave. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's warming the bread, the fish, the whole bit. You're right. It's, it's really, a, it's an incredible.
1: I read this and I say, you know what? There's so much of it and it just keeps coming out of these texts. I'm all in, yeah. I'm just reading it saying, you know, I don't know how a few little people could gather up under some trees and start doing things that was predicted. I mean, especially conquering death, you know, right. seven hundred years earlier, Isaiah said, oh no he's he's they're gonna kill him. he's gonna be raised from the dead. but like
0: yeah. you mentioned, how did the disciples feel? I mean, thirty minutes ago they were saying, We didn't send these people home. Yeah, and then Jesus creates an entire not a whole
1: lot of mercy on hungry people.
0: No, well, they were like, "What are we going to do?" There's, it's so. I was thinking about that text there where he says, "A lot of
1: them say it's too much trouble to cook for a large crowd because, I mean, good night, y'all. Talking about there, but there, there'll be thirty people there around here. Al, how many times have you seen it? How many are coming? How many? (laughs) What are we? How many are going to be at this little deal? Because Around here, there's a celebration every three days. I don't care what happens. I mean, you figure you run out of birthdays, marriages, but no. these days, every time they come up with it, i say, how many they want to feed? they say, they want to eat at your house. And I'm like, how many? They're coming. I'll give me a number, and they'll say, oh, well, I think there'll be 20, maybe 25. You know how it goes. They always plan on But more. it's usually bigger than, than it was, so we cook bigger pots.
0: Well, we told the story before when you had your Bible class out. This has been 25, or 30 years ago, probably 30. And the Bible class was about 125 people, but the Bible class must have expanded because about 250 showed
1: up. I remember. They just kept coming. And I was thinking, I said, <laughs> the the menu was fried Opelousas cat. That's right. So I got enough to feed, you know, 25 or 30. I said, well, just in case, yeah. I had the reserve. And my ally dipped into that reserve pretty well, quick. Well no,
0: we and we went even <clears throat> since you're not Jesus I mean the
1: cars couldn't even come to the house. <laughs> no, they house.
0: were parking all up the street. They, they were going out of sight. So since since you're not Jesus and couldn't create them out of thin air, you sent me and Jace out to run a few extra nets. That's right. And we were cleaning fish while you were frying fish. That's exactly But you right. know what? At the end of the day, everybody left with a belly full. So we it wasn't off. quite as dramatic as this, but we did pull it off. It was pretty good. pretty good feat. It was pretty awesome. So we, we do understand the idea of it. And then, like you said, which we'll get into uh, next time we get back to this text about him walking on the water, which again shows you his power over nature. But then I found it interesting because the disciples who had just seen him feed, it was more than five, we say 5,000, but it was plus women and kids. So we're talking about, you know, 8,000 plus people. They came right back. A lot of food. They came right back. And when a storm blew up, they were just scared out of their (laughs) minds. You know, when they saw Jesus, they thought it was a ghost. Isn't it amazing how quickly, you know, you
1: can just think. The frailty of the human mind I think it is, shows uh,
0: it. is something. I think it shows it. All right, well, we'll try to do better next time. We've got the women coming on next time. Bring them on. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes.